The Young Pro Show, hosted by yours truly, Dominic Fry. Would you still do something great if nobody ever saw it? A podcast for young professionals to come together and to talk about their goals and their path to get there. And if I fail, I'll fail forward. I sit down with other forward-thinking individuals and talk about what they are doing to accomplish their dreams of tomorrow. Maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. Now let's dive into the next legendary episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Young Pro Show. This is your host, Don McFry. Uh, hope you guys have been enjoying the episodes. The last several episodes um, were great. Jeremy Manns and Brian Graham, Tanner Fry. Uh, then the recap episode with the Golden Nuggets. Um, tonight, uh, this episode, this next episode, episode 21 of the podcast, I'm really, really excited for. Uh, actually, you know, really the, you know, I need to give credit where credit's due. And really the one who, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Maybe inspiration or, you know, coined the term for me, at least first time I heard my, my Golden Nuggets episode really came from this individual. Because he always says golden nuggets. And okay, well, what can you pick out of, you know, this this section of reading? You know, what can you pick out here? What's the golden nugget here? And I thought, you know, I like that. And I pretty much took that and kind of threw it into my podcast a little bit, trying to pick out, uh, you know, the bits and pieces um, of the best interviewer or the best interview. So today we are super excited for the guest I have on, a, a mentor of mine, a friend, uh, a great man, and you know, I just love living life alongside him. Um, so I'm excited to welcome on Ben Sandrock onto the show. Ben, how's it going? Good, man. Good, dude. I love, I love the golden nuggets. That is awesome. <laughs> I think I forget what I called on the very first episode. The first time I did that, I think I just called it recap. I think uh-huh. I just said, you know, like, hey, here's, uh, you know, I kind of wanted a a buffer episode where I could just, you know, talk and not you know, feel the pressure uh-huh. of, um, well, actually, no. Okay. Not to go into too much detail, but it was actually because I was trying to, when I'm trying to have interviews with people, I tried to let them do more of the talking and me just ask the questions <coughs> and then try to, you know, have one episode where I say, okay, well, here's what I really gathered and what I really learned from these couple of shows. And, and that's why I was like, yeah, you know, week four recap, but I'm like, that's not the most exciting thing in the world. And uh, and then from you, you know, talking about golden nuggets a little bit here and there, and I was like, boom! I'm like, that's it. That's it's the, the golden nuggets. So that's from you. So thanks for that, Ben. You're welcome. That's awesome. That's cool. Oh man. So let's just jump right into it then. Um, mm-hmm. You know, let's go. First question I ask every single time, talking about you know careers, talking about jobs, and. When you are 18 years old, jump in the past, 18, you graduate high school. At this point, what were your career? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, Dom, I wanted to play in the NFL. Okay. That was um, that was kind of my career number one. <clears throat> As I was coming to Tiffin University, really, to play football, and um, I kind of had a minor in – um, business. So I kind of majored in football, minored in business. And it wasn't until like my junior, senior year where I realized that that was not going to be something that was going to happen. And um, so then I, you know, kind of started to get more serious about 
um, my career. But yeah, when I graduated high school, I definitely thought I was the NFL was um, it was my my plan. Nice. So were you like in? I mean, obviously, again, to be a kicker at a, you know, a D2 school, obviously, you had to have a pretty good leg on you. Like, what was the farthest kick you had in high school? Um, my furthest in high school was I made a 43-yarder. Um, I, had, I had a really, really good junior year, and um, I didn't have a very good senior year. And, um, I, yeah, I, I – that was that was still my goal. I still thought I was going to be able to, you know, get it together and make a push for the NFL. Um, but yeah, in, in high school it was forty three, and in college it was uh, forty eight, I believe. Nice, dude. That is awesome. I mean, I, I think it's cool, you know, <laughs> that you were at least on the level that that was still something that was in sight for you, you know, that far along. Like I feel like. Being a professional was something I probably, you know, came to terms with when I was like 12, you know, maybe 13. I thought, you know, I don't know if I'm going to the NBA anymore. Like, I, it breaks my heart to say that. But, you know, obviously you had to be uh, a great enough athlete to still be believing that through, you know, and still have those hopes, uh, you know, midway into college as well. You know, I think that says a lot about where you were athletically. Um, and yeah, and you know it's obviously cool to have your sights on something like that. Yep, yep. That was the that was the big plan, and um, it it was kind of it, it was. Uh, I guess it's part of how I ended up at at TU, uh, Tiffin University. Was they the guy that was my kicking coach? Um, he had been at Tiffin University, and you know I I didn't take um, I didn't take the kind of the the business side of things as a major that wasn't my biggest priority but um, after I got to TU and I started getting into my program I started to realize you know kind of what path that was going to look like so at what point um, you know at what point I guess did you realize or was there a certain event that you thought you know what maybe it's time for me to change uh, you know where I'm looking at in the future was it something that just hits you? Maybe like, you know, one bad game, one bad practice or, uh, you know, potentially at the end of a season or did somebody talk to you? Like, what did that look like for you? Yeah. So um, kind of uh, kind of a humbling thing, but um, it just it is what it is. So there was a guy that that I that I played at TU with and he was a pro candidate, right? He was legit and did go on and have a very successful professional career in the NFL. And so his scouts were always at practice, right? And so it's kind of a thing where you felt like, you know, if I have a good day at practice, maybe, you know, maybe these guys are going to, you know, they're coming for him, but maybe they'll just, you know, so, so each day it was like, you never knew. Um, he was a year ahead of me. So after he had graduated and did go to the NFL, um, or he didn't graduate, he went to the NFL, then, you know, the scouts didn't come back. Surprisingly did not come back to see me the next year. And my senior year of college was probably one of my worst, um, mm -hmm. seasons as a football player. And so it gained, it became very obvious that that was no longer <laughs> a career goal. Man. Yeah. That's a tough um, but but to be honest with you, what was really cool um, was I just a little side note is that my actually I I, lo I always loved soccer, and 
um, that after football season was over, I started playing soccer with, with the guys at the Tiffin University soccer team. And um, so somehow I, I came to realize that <clears throat> you actually have five years of eligibility in college, but you only get four for one sport. So after playing with them for the winter, the head coach asked if I would come and play. And so I came back and played um, the next following fall. I, I got to play in spring ball and in the fall. And it was actually probably one of um, my most exciting times of college was getting back to come and play soccer. And so even though my NFL dreams died, my love of playing soccer was able to come back. And so it was kind of um, – it was just a neat transition for me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome that door, you know, opened up for you. You were able yeah. to finish. I mean, I think that, uh, again, also speaks volumes to your athleticism if you want. You know, I, I assume that you – well, I, you play soccer in high school, I assume. I did. I did. Yeah, and, you know. And, uh, soccer was – it was my favorite sport, but I um, – my brother was a kicker in college, and I, I'd been pretty decent. So that's kind of the path that I picked. But mm-hmm. soccer was always the, the sport that I loved. So um, kind of an interesting thing that I picked football, but um, it was it was really exciting. This was definitely not the answer you thought you were getting for what you wanted to do when you were 18, right? <laughs> and this is the first time that anyone at 18 had told me they were, you know, still had the hopes of being a professional player. Um, I held on for as long as I could. (laughs) No, I mean, I can, you know, I think it's cool from the aspect you're talking about, you know, your teammate, um, you know, let's just Super Bowl champion, Nate Washington, um, you know, and the fact that there were scouts being there at practice, like there's no way you were the only, yeah, I'm sure that had to be like, I mean, at least in the back of the heads of several guys on the team, you know, like you watch all these movies and you think this is a perfect movie script. I'm like, I'm going to get one pick six in practice or I'm going to get one big sack or something's going to happen. And I'm going to just get it, you know, maybe just be undrafted and get picked up. Like I'm sure there had to be so many guys on the team with at least the, that thought in the back of their head, you know, when you have these NFL scouts consistently coming, um, you know, there's no way by any stretch of the imagination that you were <laughs> the only one to think that. Right. I know it. That was cool. So you mentioned then, so again, so midway through, you decided, you know what, you know, I need to focus a little bit more on the, the business track. Was that something, um, I, I guess at that point, were you really interested in the business or was it more so, again, just, you know what, I'm falling back on plan B, on plan B for right now. And, you know, you'll see, you know, opportunities you have once you graduate. Like, I guess in a little bit more detail, what did that look like when that mindset shifted? Yeah, so so as this is all going on, I'm, you know, at Tiffin University, I started out as a marketing major and then I moved to sport management. And I really liked the classes that I was doing. We had a, I had a teacher um Bonnie Teal at Tiffin University and one of the projects, I forget the name of the class, but it was a sports management class. And in this class, right, one of the projects was is that every, you were the athletic director of a D1 football school, right? And everybody within the class was also an athletic director and you got assigned a school. So you had like some ACC, some SEC, some 
Mac schools, some Big Ten schools, and then you had to negotiate with everybody in your class to come up with a schedule. So, you know, I, I think I was like Bowling Green or something and Bowling as Bowling Green, you had to go negotiate with like Oklahoma and you had to come up with like a home and away or a home home, but then they'd have to pay you more. And it was my first time seeing like the business side of sports mm. and I just thought that it was so cool. And so that kind of led me to change my major and uh, kind of went down a sport management track and... Um, I ended up working at the, I did an internship at a YMCA um, back <coughs> back in Monongahela. It was at the Mon Valley YMCA. And um, so I started going down that path. And um, after I graduated, it took me a little while. Uh, the sport management field was, I found it hard to get into. Um, but eventually I was able to get into a YMCA. And then, you know, kind of from there, I started working in marketing social media a little bit and kind of ended up getting to kind of where I am today. But yeah, that's kind of at, at some point in my college journey there, I was realizing that my, um, my dreams <coughs> of going to the NFL were going to be harder than, um, than I thought. And so I started to get more serious about school and that's kind of the track that it led me down. Nice. Uh, that sounds really awesome. The you know the mock Division One program. Did you say it was the AD, right? You were the, the AD of each program. Yeah, so you were the AD of one school, and then all you know other twenty five people in your class. They were also ADs, but they were all representing a different school. So then mm. you had to create a football schedule, and the goal was to get the most income. So, like if you're Oklahoma. You know, you'd have to schedule some games, but you know that the person that's Oklahoma would try to go schedule with like Alabama, and you know they wouldn't get anywhere. So then they'd have to go find somebody that wasn't as good, like a Bowling Green, right? And so I'd yeah. say, I want, I want this amount of money. And so, anyways, so that's kind of how how the project went. I thought it was so cool. Still, one of um, still sticks out to me, and I'm sharing it with you. So it just tells you how much of an impact it had on me. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like something that would be incredibly fun, and it's cool, you know, in your circumstance to see how, like you just mentioned, it's been, you know, several years, and you still remember that project and how much of an impact that it really made on your life and on your career <coughs> and what direction you ended up going towards, uh, you know, and again, not only, I guess, I think it would be fun, but, you know, in your case, it was also something that made a very large impact uh, on the direction. Yep. So you mentioned, so when it was, you graduated college and then you started working at the YMCA and that was when you started doing marketing and social media or was that during your internship? Yeah. So you had to do an internship during your program. So I did that when I was, um, when I was in school and then after, uh, after I graduated, um, <coughs> Did, did a couple things, bounced around a little bit. I was in Pittsburgh and then ended up moving back to Tiffin. Um, I got a GA position at Tiffin University, so I started going back to school. Um, started a, a business with a buddy of mine here in town. Um, did, did that for a couple years and then um, moved to South Florida. Um, my now wife had got offered a job down there. And so went to South Florida and worked in the corporate world for a little bit. And um, then I had a, a kind of a big moment in both of our lives as we gave our lives to Jesus. 
Mm. And it kind of changed my my career aspirations a little bit. And uh, that's actually when I went back, uh, got a position at the YMCA in South Florida. Um, kind of a cool thing was it really helped to get my foot in the door there because of the internship I had done in college. And uh, so then I, I started at the YMCA. I was at the YMCA for, I think, a total of five years. And, um, and then now um, I've been at Tiffin University now for more than four years so wow um partly because i'm just very very interested i didn't know this part of it and (laughs) what what business did you start what was the business (coughs) idea when you came Um, back and you had that ga position yeah so so my um my really good friend at the time uh his name's chris chase he is one of the nicest guys that you will ever meet, and um, he is also very, very good with food. Um, he had a hot dog stand here in town uh, in Tiffin, and there were times where I would go and sell hot dogs for him at the hot dog stand, and it was going very well for a while. And then he, you know, he came to me at one point and he said, "Hey, um, what would you think about doing a restaurant together?" And, um, so we talked about it for a while and we ended up doing it. It was a sub and sandwich shop in downtown Tiffin and uh, it was called rock and chases. Um, we totally hijacked this really famous sandwich from Pittsburgh and kind of <laughs> put a little twist to it. And, um, uh, we did, we did, uh, sandwiches and like, you know, you could buy pizza by the slice and we were open, um, until after the bars were closed. And so Chase and I did that for a year. And then uh, Megan and I did that for, I think it was another maybe seven months to a year. And, um, and, but the restaurant business is pretty brutal. So we ended up um, kind of getting burned out on that. And then we ended up moving to Florida. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, and nonetheless, I'm sure that was such a great experience though. <laughs> To you know, run a business, start it, and yeah, again, you, it's one of those things you don't understand how difficult it is until you try it. Uh, yes. You know, I mean, I have no clue. I've never worked in any kind of, you know, restaurant um, <coughs> or anything along those lines. But no, I think that's really cool that you know you and your buddy started that, and you and Megan, um, you know, continued it. And again, you got that experience, and I love any type of like entrepreneurial spirit. I love, I love yeah. anybody that you know starts. Uh, something new, start some kind of a job. Um, so I guess you said you moved to Florida. You're in South Florida. You know, you kind of had a corporate job for a while. Um, you know, you gave your life to Jesus. Amen for that. That's awesome. And, um, you know, you end up getting a job at the YMCA. Was that similar? Um, I mean, I guess I know it was, again, obviously it's the YMCA, a different location. Like, was the position similar? So like what you had before, what the internship was like, like was it marketing, social media, or what did you do for the Y down there? Yeah, so kind of kind of wild. Um, my at my internship when I was in college, I did like the sports for a summer camp, <clears throat> and so the position at the the YMCA that was uh, where we were living in South Florida was the sports director. So it was. Um, it's a relatively large YMCA. There's probably like 2,000 kids that were in the youth sports programs in a year there. And so I did the the adult and the youth sports. Um, and when we moved back from, uh, from Florida to Ohio to start our, our church, I got a job at the YMCA in Lima. 
And that was like a lot more marketing business oriented. It was a membership position. And I started to get, uh, do a good amount of social media work there. And I'd actually done social media in, in a couple different places. Um, I had, when I was in the corporate world, social media was just starting to come over to like the business side of things. <clears throat> and so one of the things that we had talked about was, um, you know, just starting, uh, it was a Facebook page and I think we may have done a Twitter, but it, it was, uh, just to get our name out and try to get some recognition and, um, you know, try to build our, our presence in the South Florida area. Uh, but one of the things that it did was that it gave me the ability to really understand the business side of social media. And so when I did that kind of the same thing at the YMCA in Lima, um, again, it was just, a, it was something that I had talked with my boss about. I had some ideas about social media and, you know, they kind of got to the point where I think they might've been tired of me asking and they just said, yeah, go do whatever you want. <laughs> and so I started putting together these different like wellness programs and some different things to bring people into the why. And it, it, it was a huge success. And so I started realizing like the power of, of social media. And, um, so when the position came open at Tiffin University, there really wasn't that many social media positions. And in fact, um, the position that I started at Tiffin University wasn't social media. It was just a marketing coordinator. And when the, the man that hired me, when I was interviewing, he said, you know, we have a need to increase our social media and we have no idea what it looks like. And you very well, very well. You, you know, you very well could go into this full time, but right now we're not exactly sure what the deal is. And I think about, I don't know, two or three months into that position, it was like, Hey, we, we want to start having you do, you know, kind of full time social media. And, um, you know, it's kind of been neat over the last <clears throat> four plus years that I've been at Tiffin university doing social media marketing is that we've now seen a lot of our competitors, are now bringing in social media specialists or a person that handles the social media. And so uh, the way that I was able to get into that role was basically because I had volunteered to do it at just different places that I'd been with, um, not really knowing that it would lead to a you know, full-time position. Wow. Uh, wow. There are so many aspects of that that I want to hit on first on more just make a comment. I can, I think it's really cool, you know, with your story and I know a couple other individuals, just the community that YMCAs have, um, you know, it's amazing. I want you, you know, in your case, you said you had an internship in Ohio and that really helped you get that job in South Florida when, you know, realistically, I'm sure the only thing that those two places had in common was the fact that they were the YMCA. Um, and, and, you know, and because of that, then you moved to Ohio, you know, and, Again, had several experiences in multiple YMCA's, and I can only imagine for you the you know the amount of loyalty that you must have to a YMCA, with the amount of experiences that you had with them. You know, for anybody that even knows me a little bit, they know how passionate I am for a bank that I worked for three summers, and like I worked at this bank for three summers, and I still like am one of their greatest promoters. And I walk around and I have the, um, uh, what's this thing called, pop socket on the back of my phone 
with their logo. And you know, in your case, I mean, I, it's more so a joke, but also I just still roll with it. Um, but like in your case, you, know, you had multiple experience at several different locations. I'm sure you probably have a very, very strong loyalty and a very strong connection with the YMCA. And anytime anyone, you know, even brings up the idea of an LA fitness or Planet Fitness or uh, Anytime Fitness, you know, another gym, you probably just, mm, you know, give them that side eye, like, no, don't you dare talk about the competition. That's right. To the Y, you know, you just have to feel like a connection to it with all the experiences you've had with them. That's right. I still, I still shoot down people that try to tell me that Planet Fitness is where it's at. <laughs> I just automatically start bringing out all the rebuttals. Listen, the wise got child care. We got you sports. We got to, don't tell me. Come on. Uh, I think it's also cool, you know, as you kind of wrap it up there, talking about social media and how it really kind of all started for you, you know, and you just started, you know, at the very beginning, kind of just getting that experience um you know at the ymca down there and just kind of be started something you just volunteered as part of the job but then that was eventually a critical very critical role when it comes to uh you know your current job at tiffin university and doing that um i guess my question was social media which you know and you mentioned even at the time which i feel like even makes it just all the more fascinating you talk about, you know, just cre basically creating a Facebook and Twitter, not really knowing what to do with it, but just what the heck, let's just create it. Like how, especially in those early stages when you were in Florida doing it, um, like how did you, <laughs> how did you know what to do? You know, I'm sure there probably wasn't necessarily that much research, you know, because it was something that was so brand new to everybody. It wasn't like, okay, well, how do I create a press release? Well, let's go back and look how press releases have been created for the last you know, 20 years or, you know, okay, we want to work on PR. Okay. How a business has done this in the last X amount of years. This was something that was brand new. So it wasn't even like there was seminars or anything for you to potentially, you know, web conferences or whatever for you to be a part of. Like, what did that look like? Especially at the very beginning. I mean, was it just all, you know, trial and error essentially? Yeah. And, and I'm still, it's actually very similar to how it still is today. I, I um, So we have a, a social media group that meets on campus just to try to <clears throat> kind of always stay on the same page. There's multiple social media managers on campus. And so we, we basically get together. And one of the things that we always kind of joke about is that it's a place to come because we have no idea what all the new things are. Right. And you know, social media can change drastically in six months. One update, you could have, it could be a totally different product. And so that, that's kind of how it's been from the beginning was um, not really sure how this is all going to go, but, you know, let's see if this can give us a leg up. You know, can we get the word out there about what, you know, what we're doing? And we kind of used it as just one more avenue. And I think what has happened is, and I can't remember, I think that when we started our first Facebook page, it still had to be a person, right? So you had to like name the company <laughs> like Agilon Recruiting or something, right. you know, it's something weird. Um, <clears throat> but then it evolved and it got easier for businesses. But then the same exact things are still happening today. Um, you know, it's like when Snapchat came out, okay, what is this platform? How do we use it? Is this going to be good for us? Um, what kind of you know tools do they have that would really hit with our prospective students? 
and then figuring out, okay, does it, does it still work? Is this good for us? And, you know, I, it just consistently happens. I can remember we were struggling using Snapchat at, at TU and Snapchat wasn't very good for business managers. It was they Facebook is great for business managers. And I can remember there was a guy that uh, he did social media with us and he said, hey, um, just a heads up. He said Instagram is about to launch stories. And so he started giving us some of the statistics and he said, listen, um, Snapchat or Instagram is basically going to mirror off of Snapchat, but it's going to give business users the, the ability to be able to do everything that we want to do with Snapchat, except we can track it as a business like Facebook does. Hmm. So it was like the best of both worlds. And <clears throat> so after kind of deciding and looking it over, uh, it was like, a, I don't know, a month later, we decided to switch all of our efforts from Snapchat to Instagram. And it was crazy statistics how quickly Instagram um, not only caught up to Snapchat, but past Snapchat and like daily total stories. It was like six months or something like that and that they had already surpassed them. And so it's little things like that. You know, you just happen to have a guy in there that knew a little bit of the trends or what was going on with Instagram and was able to share. Um, we had a one of the students that worked with us in social media, he's from Saudi Arabia, and he kind of always had an inside scoop on what was what was going to change, right? And so whether it's TikTok <laughs> or Snapchat or Facebook or Instagram, it's, it's always changing. So ever since I've started working in it, it's always been like, let's try to figure out just how to get better with it. And so I guess from from even when we started, I still feel like it's a little bit like that today. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, exactly like you said at the very beginning, you know, in literally in, you know, six months, there's an update and everything <coughs> that you're doing it just completely changes or the format completely changes. And that's what um, I, I'm sure makes it fun, but also I'm sure at times maybe makes it stressful, you know, that being, you know, your job in charge of that. I feel like for me, the very little that I use social media thinking of it from the business perspective, like I find that fascinating because it's always changing and it's always, you know, and you mentioned, uh, you know, which makes sense, but, you know, you just always look at the statistics because that's really the only way to be able to prove, okay, is what we're doing working or not mm -hmm. is, you know, what do our numbers look like and what are the interactions and um, because they're, and again, it's, uh, it's almost like hard for me to wrap my mind around, but I think that's what's so cool is the fact that there is nothing particularly that you can just study about, again, you can just, okay, this is what other companies are doing right now. This is what other, you know, in your case, other schools are doing right now, but there's not a right or wrong. Okay. Well, this is what we have learned over the last 50 years. And here is exactly how search engine optimization works and, you know, tags and all this kind of stuff and hashtags. And it's just, well, let's just throw ourselves right into it and follow the stats and see how it goes and see how it pays off for us. Exactly. Um, and yeah, just the idea, um, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole too much, but I feel like for me, I wish that was something that was more talked about in my college experience was the positivities of social media and, you know, from a business perspective, but even from a personal perspective and building a personal brand and, mm -hmm. You know, being able to do things like that online compared to, and who knows? I mean, yeah, again, we talk about how quickly everything's changing. Maybe things have changed, and 
you know, just a couple of years since I've graduated. But I just remember in my time, it was always like social media is the devil. Like social media is terrible. <laughs> and it was like, you know, especially in my business classes, it was like, well, don't post on social media because employers don't like that. And social media is so bad and employers don't like this and you'll never get a job. And, and yeah, I went through periods of time where I just stopped using social media, not because, you know, I wanted to use it, but, yes. um, yeah, but they just encouraged against it. And then it was such a foreign idea once I, you know, I'm in the position that I'm at now and they just heavily use social media and use it for, you know, branding and marketing and they incur, not really encourage, uh, oh yeah, encourage is the right word. Like they, by no means do they force us, but <coughs> just very much so encourage us to use it. And I'm like, for the first like six months when we working there, it was like every day I would just leave scratching my head. I'm like, this is so weird. Right. I'm like, I thought social media was the devil. Like, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> you know, loving it. So, it, and again, that's the very, very little bit that I deal with social media. And I think it's so cool, um, you know, for you and the amount that, you know, you're able to use social media. And again, it's just being able to work things out and you can have meetings and just communicate and talk and just pass around different ideas um, and see how it goes. So, mm-hmm. You know, with the social media, again, we've talked about it a lot, but I guess one more question I have specifically on it is what are some pros or what are what do you enjoy the most about your position or specifically like social media and branding right now? Yeah, so I, I think that um, probably I, I really enjoy the creative side of it. Um, I, I felt uh, when I was interviewing for the position, I, I shared with them that you know, I actually live right down the street from Tiffin University. Um, I'm an alum. My wife and I went to TU and I said, but when you walk on campus, because it had, you know, felt like it had just doubled in size since we had been there. <clears throat> you know, they had an indoor football facility, an indoor track facility. They had these beautiful new res hall, um, you know, facilities. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I felt like, man, you could, you just you never knew that that was there. And so one of my goals was to like create a window into campus for like all of the community and for the alumni to be able to just look into. And so it's been neat to, to, to basically try to do that in multiple different ways and using social media to, to kind of let everybody see um, all the wonderful things that are happening at Tiffin University. And so I think the creative side is a lot of fun and being able to tell the story of who they are. Um, And then, you know, social media is, it's actually, um, it's almost like a puzzle to try to figure out a lot of times, you know, there's different algorithms that make things go up and down. And so, you know, we pretty early on, we decided that we wanted to become, um, we wanted to have really good content. And so we really focused on, you know, let's say out of 10 posts, um, we're going to do like one salesy post and then nine kind of engaging posts. So mm-hmm. that strategy really started to pay off about a year or two into to me being in that position. And when Facebook started having some big changes come and we, we saw a big shift in the algorithm go down, our strategy actually had put us in a place where <clears throat> our reach really wasn't affected for a while. And um, I think a big part of that was because of kind of our focus on strategy. So I like that part of it. Um, I think that's probably, you know, that's probably my favorite. Hmm. That is awesome. That is cool. 
uh, you know, and that's the, I feel like the classic marketing and, you know, specifically with social media, you mentioned there about let the social media, let them tell the story of who they are, you know, mm-hmm. and just being able to share that with, uh, you know, everybody on campus or prospective students or family or whatever it may be. Yes. Um, so this might be a difficult question again, because we mentioned about, you know, how quickly, how quickly everything changes with social media. Um, but as of right now, I guess, like, what are your career goals? You know, you said you've been here for about four plus years at TU. You've been doing social media, you know, since you and Megan were in South Florida. You know, as of right now, I guess, like, what do you see potentially as the next? And again, everything is always changing. But as of now, like, I guess, what do you see for your role specifically within the next, you know, <laughs> five, ten years potentially in your future? Yeah, so that actually that is a, a, a um, it's an interesting question for me because it's it's part of what I do. So the the other part of what I do is that I I, um, I, I pastor a church here in town, and um, it's actually the reason that we came back to Ohio. Um, the Lord had put it on our heart to to start a, a church here in town, a fellowship here in town, and so it's interesting because um, I, I I still don't know exactly what that will look like in five to ten years, and I know that that is something that the Lord has called me to do. Um, but along with that is that I don't know if um, if that will ever be something that will be a full time thing, or if I will be a, a bivocational pastor for my whole career. And so it's it's interesting because I um I I absolutely love <coughs> working for Tiffin University and I could absolutely see myself having you know a career with them. It's it's is it's an incredible place to work. The people there are fantastic. Um, the work is a lot of fun. Um, but then there's also this side of you know not exactly sure what the Lord is going to be doing over here at Calvary. And so it's, I guess it's difficult for me to answer what five years from now looks like, but, um, you know, the way that we are heading at TU when it comes to marketing is that, um, you know, we're really, I think, hitting our stride as a, as a university. I think that we've been, we've been doing some really neat things when it comes to social media and marketing. And so I'd love to continue down that path, um, over this last year, uh, understandably with COVID, a lot of my job switched from kind of in-person, you know, we did a lot of things at events in person and it switched over to like virtual tours and things like that. And so naturally we started doing just a ton more video. And so this last six months has been a lot about improving my skills when it comes to kind of audio video work. And so probably, you know, continue down that path. Um, But right now, I guess I'd say that, you know, when it comes to what are my career goals is that I just want to be faithful for what the Mm. Lord has put in front of me. And I love the work that he has allowed me to do at TU. And I am, I I can't tell you how much I love doing the work that is in front of me at, at Calvary Chapel Tiffin. That is awesome. Uh, That's really cool. And I think, man, yeah, as you're like kind of sharing and we're going through all this, the thought that instantly comes into my head and, you know, and, you know, Lord willing, seeing how he takes, you know, Calvary Chapel, um, you know, and what that looks like um, as a church. But what if it got to a point where, you know, if that was your full time position, 
And then on the side, you do social media for Calvary. And that that's literally your full-time gig is social media for Calvary, you know, leading the church. And actually, you know what, maybe, maybe the side, maybe the side job is, you know, just for fun or a couple hours a week, you're still a part of the social media to you, you know, really just <coughs> for the, the creative aspect, just to let your creativity flow. Um <laughs> Yeah, so it's kind of a um, this 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 may seem uh, interesting, but I um, okay. So <laughs> social media with Calvary Tiffin is incredibly hard for me. Um, it has been one of my struggles, and I know that that sounds weird. And I what I try to to share is that marketing with Calvary Chapel Tiffin is just different than TU. And one of the reasons for that is that, you know, kind of our style of doing ministry at Calvary Chapel Tiffin is that we, you know, we as the church, we do the outreach. And mm -hmm. so, you know, different people have said, why don't you guys do some paid advertising? You know, social media ads are cheap. And yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I, and it's not that I don't agree because I do see the value, but um, I, I've just never felt comfortable with using money that, you know, it's the Lord's money and I, I've never felt comfortable with it. And a lot of the content, if you were to come to Calvary Chapel Tiffin, it's a lot of the messages that, that I've been putting together and I really struggle to use any of that. And, you know, I think that when I'm at TU, you know, I can listen to the president speak or a teacher speak or one of our mission counselors speak and I can take one of their quotes. I can take a picture of them, put it together and, and away mm. we go. When it comes over here, it's it's almost like anxiety city for me. I, I really struggle with it. So as much as I'd love for that to be something, <coughs> it's actually an area that I struggle at. <coughs> Excuse me, that I struggle at. Huh. Um, I mean, I guess it you know I mean, it does kind of make sense because of you know the predicament and the situation. Even I mean, like you mentioned, they are completely different. Um, you know, with what the goal is with your, you know, your job to you compared to what the social media is um, for Calvary. Uh, but I'm sure there also is the element as well that the, the personal and the individual side of it, you know, if you're running the social media at Calvary and you are the one leading the church and as the pastor of the church that it uh, potentially may feel as if it's, you know, self-centered <laughs> as you are, you know, sharing, uh, you know, stories and images and such of, uh, of your teachings. Um, so I can see how that would uh, add some anxiety to the yeah. situation for you, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I guess the last question that I have for you, um, that, you know, the last question, this is how I normally end every single episode. This is, I'm just going to throw it out in the line and we'll just see where it goes with this. Okay. Uh, so the last question I always ask, and this is a little different because, you know, your goals in three or five years was pretty much, you know, you said, I just want to be faithful to what the Lord has in front of me. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, again, whatever that looks like at Calvary, whatever that looks like at TU, um, you know, potentially if there was a third option, whatever, you know, again, just being faithful, whatever the plan he has for you. So what are you doing today? <clears throat> Typically, the question is, what are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow? Uh, I'm going to reframe that question for you and say, what are you doing today to remain faithful to what the Lord has prepared for you tomorrow? Mm. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'm going to go down both, both careers and 
kind of try to answer that, right? So with with Calvary Chapel Tiffin, I think that a huge part of pastoring is that you got to have a life that mirrors what what you're teaching, right? So the main things for me is first is is my personal walk with the Lord. And so, you know, I, I, that means that I got to I got to make sure that that relationship is healthy, um, that, that I'm in my Bible and that uh, the Lord is able to speak to me and to challenge me and to correct things that I have going on in my life. Um, and then to make sure that my relationship with my wife is healthy and mm-hmm. that, you know, that that we're working on our marriage and that we're keeping it healthy as we lead our family. And so, you know, that's something that Megan and I, we, we strive to do. And um, then, you know, being a dad, I think that that's a, a huge area and, and something that if I can keep that healthy, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna make everything else kind of fit into place. And so it's interesting, but that's kind of like the, if I can continue to work in those three areas, it's gonna help everything else because the the Bible study time and learning about communicating more effectively and, you know, continuously studying the word, I think that those things are, are incredibly important, but that, that the first three that I mentioned are really the ones that I think are gonna be the, the ones that, that hopefully, you know, will, I will be able to continue to be faithful in this role if I can really keep a focus on, on those three things. Um, within, <clears throat> within my, my work at Tiffin University, again, I think that to have a successful career for me, you, I've got to make sure that those first three things are in line, that my relationship with the Lord is healthy my relationship with my wife is healthy and that my relationship with my kids is healthy. Once I have those three things, you know, kind of in line, I think it really puts me in a place to have a healthy career. And so growing and being faithful to the work that he's called me to at Tiffin University is, you know, there's a lot of things that you always have to adapt to. We've learned that a lot with COVID growing in your role there. Um, But I think that because, you know, those first three areas that I had mentioned that those are areas that, that in our household we've made a big emphasis on. I think it's given us the ability to, to continue to work um, at Tiffin University and at Calvary Chapel Tiffin and to remain faithful as we continue to do. Boom. Drop the microphone. End the episode. Cut the lights. That was great. Uh, that was awesome. I think for – again, maybe this sounds like backwards to me, but like, or may sound backwards to you. Maybe it feels backwards for me. I feel like for me, that speaks volumes. The second part you mentioned about how for your career at Tiffin, you know, and what you are doing, you really feel that those three steps, your personal walk with the Lord, your relationship with Megan, and then also as, you know, a dad and, you know, leading your family, uh, that those three steps are, <clears throat> having those three in place puts you in a place to have a healthy career. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that, again, generally speaking, that would probably be the last thing that majority of people would think, that they would think, well, again, I want to separate my personal and my professional life. So, and if I separate them well enough, then they will have no intersecting and they literally, one does not impact the other. Uh, you know, and you are saying, 
the basically the exact opposite of that and saying, you know, if everything is good for me at home and with my family and with the Lord, then, you know, that it lays the foundation so that I can have a healthy career. I think that's awesome. Uh, and I appreciate that wisdom and that insight, Ben. Um, and I think that is just an absolutely fantastic way to end this episode. Very cool. Awesome. Very cool. Thanks Man. for having me. This was oh. awesome. Of course, dude. I appreciate having you on. Uh, you know, it's good just being able to talk. Um, yeah, about your career and your path, and you know, I mean, look at it. it started from you know dreams of the NFL, you know, all the way to you know here's your, which is, I guess, in a way, really full circle. You know, it started at TU, uh, you know, and then at TU now, which is cool. Um, yeah, just kind of seeing your path, and it's been awesome. It's been great for me, inspiring for me to hear your story and um, I appreciate you spending your time um, to come on the show and kind of share your story with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm so proud of you. We love watching what, what the Lord is doing in your life. And um, I think that this is just so cool. So thanks for, mm. thanks for it. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on and man, God bless. Yep. God bless you too. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Young Pro Show. Feel free to interact on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My personal accounts as well, at DJFry25. Thanks again for your time. Thanks for listening to the show. I love you all from the bottom of my heart, and God bless.